welcome bike to wise and moisturized we are here with episode 19 for your asses i am none other than gary here joined by the illustrious it's, you know it's your girl Paige. your girl Paige specifically is here with us today <laughs> Paige, how are you? good morrow Paige. how are you feeling um i'm feeling pretty good uh i probably sound a little different a little raspy a little sexy um I've been away. I don't think that's what they would say, but maybe. Oh wow! You know what? There, I have fans. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who they are, and we'll they may not even know who they are right now. But I got them. Mm. We got, we got to have a name with your fan. Ooh, check it out! I'm about to drop some shit on you. Why do I feel like you're Yo, like I page? Go ahead, go ahead. Nah, nah. Check it out. For any fans of Paige, we call them the book club. <laughs> All right, nigga. All right. We're that's hard. <laughs> Cool. Let us know if you want to be a part of the book club. Tell <laughs> me that's not hard. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? I don't even know if it's hard or as so much as it tracks with my school teacher like aura. People are always like you give Miss Frizzle vibes. Like I'm like the hippie art teacher who comes in and wants to talk to you about your feelings. No, nah, that's that's quality. That's you don't even understand the the gravity of what I just dropped on you. You know I, what? I'm, you know I'm, I've been undiscovered talent. Let's keep let's keep moving, bro. I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> One day I'm gonna defect to go to a podcast where they appreciate me. Oh, Gary, I love you. You know this. Nah, I'm a, I'm a profit off your name. I'm a I'm gonna make All right, Joe Biden. All right, Joe Biden. I don't know if you recently heard. This is not on topic. Um. But did you, do you still listen to the Rory and Maul? Like, have you listened to the Rory and Maul podcast? Uh, not really. I think the, la- the last one I watched was the uh, Sci High one. I wanted to, but. Um, oh, yes, I remember you. Yeah, but I, I'm, I've, seen some, I've seen some rumblings of things, but I actually haven't watched in a while because I don't have the fucking time. I listened to them. Um, but yeah, there was like recently, um, I guess there was like a, I guess Joe shot shots on his, so Maul was going off. I've never seen a spicier Mm-hmm. And he was basically like, uh, Joe Budden's a thief, and he <laughs> like he was like, he's a thief, and he's profiting off of our name, and I know that every time he spends money on women or vacation, those are my dollars. <laughs> he was like, like my face is on them, like Usher Bucks. He was spicy. Oh, shit. So, I just, don't do me like that. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't make me get on the internet and be spicy about you. I'll try I think my the hardest. book is fire, and when we get merch, I would, do, I would, I'm requesting merch of that. Yeah, I just, I feel like you're saying what I want to hear, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine, but yes, overall, I'm doing well. Just came back from a little world tour. I was in Houston for two days, and then I was in Orlando for three days. So I've been mm. gone for the past five days. You on tour, I, huh? For real. And I don't know if you know, but there was a tropical storm hurricane situation that popped off like Wednesday. So like I was at a work trip and on Tuesday, everybody's flights were getting canceled. Mm. Luckily, Southwest, shout out to them. They were like, what weather? Show up at the airport. <laughs> like They didn't say anything. They didn't send me a single email about the weather. They were just like, here's what you need to know. Check in. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll fly through anything. Right. But my flight was at like 2.40. The Orlando airport announced on Tuesday night that they were closing at 4 p.m. So I wasn't sure where I would need to go. But I got there super early at 10.30. But shout out to them because I haven't signed up for pre-check yet because I'll be traveling for work. 
Um, so I had to go through regular security and they were very efficient relatively quickly. I was like, not mad. I took a little tram and then I waited. I got a great seat on the flight home and it was like very smooth. It was probably much smoother than even going to Houston or Houston to Orlando when the, when the weather was good. So it worked out, but I am tired. I basically slept all day today. I took like four naps. So, so did you, did you not work? No, I worked. Well, the first two days of the trip, I was in Houston for my best friend and her mom's birthday. They had the same birthday. Um, mm-hmm. So that was like a house party situation. So it was a weekend. So it was Saturday and Sunday. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the conference was my company's conference. So technically I was working. But, oh, do you mean today did I not work? I mean, technically, like I got up and I took a meeting or two, but I didn't have, like, if I had free time, I'm just like flexing my time. I really needed the rest. I was not going to make it. But tomorrow... I have already written my to-do list, so I'll be hitting the ground running. But I also blocked off that day to do, like, admin stuff, so. Where is you? So, yeah. I took some healthy living hours today. Ooh, healthy living hours. We love that. Honestly, that's what my company actually calls them, and we do get them, so. Okay. Heard it, heard it. How are you? How's everything? Things are cool. I just had a very successful show this past Saturday. Um, that was a vibe. Um, and had a lot of really cool people come out, made some really dope connections. Um, I uh, am now planning my next one, which is going to be the last big show I'm throwing of the year. And it's going to be the biggest one I've thrown so far. It's going to have a lot of artists. It's going to have a lot of shit. It's going to have vendors. It's going to be cool. When are you doing that? Can you say? Yeah, it's going to be December 3rd. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, like, Paige, I'm like a full-blown event planner now. It's like, these aren't little, like, these aren't little open mic nights. Like, I'm really, like, throwing concerts. We love to see it. Yeah. Let me see if me and Stan can maybe finesse something. I don't know. We... That'd be fire. It's a Saturday. Yeah, let us, uh, let me uh, look into it. You get to see me do my thing. We love a ting. Also, maybe we can record in person. Maybe. That'd be cool. That would be cool. We've never done dot. We sure haven't, believe it or not. We've been doing this podcast for almost a year. Like, I'm pretty sure this was around the time that I, like, called you that one day out of the blue and was like, bro, would you want to do a podcast with me? Yeah. I don't think I was reluctant at all. You weren't. You were very much like, okay, cool. Like, when when do you want to start? And yeah. I was basically like, immediately. I mean, like after we came up with like a name and stuff. But yeah, I remember. Oh, look at us going down memory lane. The fact that there's even memories to have is kind of nuts. For real. So, this is very cool. But I guess let's get into the nitty gritty. Niggas ain't come here to listen to us reminisce. Mm mm. So I guess this counts as like a today's audacity, but I really have to talk about this because I have such strong feelings. I am so, actually, and I also want to acknowledge this is the second week in the row or episode in the row that I've had to come up on this fucking platform and drag one of my like music idols from growing, like from my childhood or like my young adulthood. Yeah. Drake, like, come on. What is going on with young money, cash money? Like y'all over there being annoying. I love Drake. I stand him. I think he's very fine. I think he's great at doing music, honestly. He's probably one of my favorite artists. 
And I also love every flavor of Drake. Like, I love Wheelchair Jimmy Drake. I did love him. And honestly, if you don't know Wheelchair Jimmy Drake, I don't know. You just, like, don't know what it was like to be coming home in the seventh grade. You're waiting up for this show because there's no, like, your family, of course, don't have no DVR. And streaming don't exist. And there's commercials. And you waiting for after six o'clock when Noggin turns into the end. And you could watch Degrassi. Noggin turns into the end. Yo, these kids don't know. There used to be a time where, like, we're in Cartoon Network, we're turning to Adult Swim. Like, things just didn't exist all the time. Like, there was a time frame for things. Like, this Adult Swim was from, like, 9 p.m., maybe even 10. Yeah, I think, I want to say it was 10. I think it was, like, Yeah, 10 it was to very like, late. It was 10 to, like, 4 in the morning. Right, like, I would say, like, 10 to 6 a.m., and, like, that was Adult Swim. And the later it got, the more niche. Like, yes. by the time, like, 4 a.m. came around, it was, like, just Japanese anime. It was like, how did we get here? Yes. <laughs> um. But, yes, like, so I love Wheelchair Jimmy Drake. I love Take Care Drake. I love Jamaican Drake. I love Dominican Drake. I love Black Drake. Jadraken. I love Jewish Drake. I just love him. Like, I'm a stand for Drake. So when he put out this album with 21 Savage, I was like, I mean, okay. Because honestly, 21, and I'm sorry, this might be a hot take, but I feel like 21 Savage rapping is reminiscent. It's like the better version of Blueface because sometimes 21 Savage be fighting the beat. Like he wants to rap. Like 21 Savage has a very specific cadence in which he raps. And it don't matter what beat you put him on, he's rapping in that cadence. And I'm like, (laughs) and I don't, that's causes like a cognitive dissonance like it's just it sounds like noise like i don't like that i i find that to be like you're too stubborn i'm not your audience so like i you know i don't have an issue with him but i'm like one of my favorite people and i actually like jimmy cooks honestly i like it until i get to like halfway through 21 Savage, then i'll be ready to skip so i skip the rest of the song but like i really like that song and so i was gonna bop the boppities i was really going to like go hard and when i saw the memes that he took a shot at meg the stallion I was like, what the fuck, bro? First of all, even though I love Drake, Drake has never been gangster. Like, there is no gangster Drake. Like, that's a persona. Mm -hmm. Again, if you don't know Wheelchair Jimmy, you don't know that Drake is an amazing actor. And I truly believe he, like, his rap persona is, like, a, is just that a persona. Oh, like, like, yeah, like, Drake is not a real person. Literally, Drake being a good actor is why his rap career is going so well. So well, yes. Like, he is not, (laughs) Drake is not a real person. Aubrey is a real person like, but drake is not a real person the best way i can describe drake's rap career is wwe mm-hmm. it's like wwe everybody knows is like you know it's it's essentially theater meets wrestling mm-hmm. you know there's it's the slams and the muscles and stuff are actually happening but you know the characters and the storylines and the drama is all acting it's all theater and like, you know, but but the fans commit to it so hard that they really invest in these characters as who they are, you know, and they and a lot of them are so with it that they stay in character even when they leave the ring. Um, that's Drake's rap career. Drake is an actor who started rapping, developed this persona, and he is always in character. When when there's a camera rolling or, you know, he's on an interview or anything like that, he is in WWE. Drake is the undertaker. He is <laughs> here just to be this mystical rap being who can be every type of genre be every he can be soft he can be gangster adjacent he can be you know i think he put out like i think he put out like a a song in spanish or something like that one time 
Um, but yeah, Drake's yeah. Drake's rap. I mean, I, I I'm not hating on it, <laughs> but I'm just I'm very aware that Drake's rap career is WWE. Yes, I and mean, he does a lot of things. Like Drake is also a troll. Like when he was, he just recently did like a Howard Stern interview for this album, and oh. Howard Stern, yes, asked him what his favorite porn is, and Drake's response was top. Which, if you are part of the culture, you would know that's like what people would call head, like in the early two thousands. Like I don't feel like a yeah. lot of people are referring to like. I mean, black people, let me not generalize. From what I can tell, uh, popular black culture is not referring to blowjobs as blowjobs. They're normally calling it head. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, that's like what this, you know, genre of blacks are doing. So to say top, especially in this area where, like, there's a lot more um, open understanding of gay porn Mm -hmm. or LGBTQIA porn, where top can have a different meaning. A lot of people were very confused by that. And I'm like, I feel like you guys want, like, I, like, he knows that. Like, yeah. I believe that he understands that and can, like, justify it both ways. Like, it's going to get the people who already question Drake's, like, sexuality talking. But then his stands are going to be like, everybody know that top is top. Like, it's like, it's, it's controversial. Yeah, he, he's, going. A, he's an intentional pot stirrer. He knows, yes. like, Drake is, Drake, Drake's not like one of these rappers that, doesn't know how much like internet power he has. Yeah, like like he's very he's online. He sees the things that are being said. He knows what his latest trend is, and he plays into it on purpose. Drake is Regina George from Mean Girls, and we are all witnessing his burn book. Like this is this is like what this is. And Ooh, honestly, I love it. Gossip. Like I love Ooh. that. Yes, I love him for that. Like I stand. I love gossip. Like this is for me. I'm. Drake makes music for me. Like, I feel personally attached to Drake. So when he took a shot at fucking mad, I was so fucking mad. I was pissed. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Hey, you're knocking into things. Sorry. It's okay. A lot of passion here. Yes, because I'm very sad. Sorry. Your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, it was just uncalled for. That's what I mean. Like, Drake, it's one of those things where it's like, Drake is powerful enough in his own lane. Like, Drake could make... Like, of course, Drake makes a lot of subliminals. He kind of has his whole career, but he's powerful enough now that, like, he could never, he he could rap in such a way where he never actually addressed anything and or inserted himself into anybody else's business or drama, and he would still be equally as successful. Like, Drake is not somebody who, Drake does not need controversy to be successful. A lot of rappers do, a lot, a lot of artists and musicians do. They, the time that, you know, when they're not getting enough buzz or they're not getting enough ears on them, they'll, uh, you know, they'll stir something up or throw something out there that's like a super wild card. And like in order to get some type of conversation flowing about them or like, oh, did you see what X, Y and Z did? Like a lot of people need that. Drake does not. Drake could literally just. Drake, Drake could wash, rinse, repeat the same formula for albums for the for the next 30 years and become a trillionaire. He'd be fine. Yes, yes. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just very disappointing that, like, you and Meg don't have beef. You're not even connected to this. Like, you're so above the baby and Tory Lanez. Like, nigga, you are a superstar. Like, yeah. Like, I also believe that Drake is also a billionaire. I think he's just smart enough to be quiet about his shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think oh, yeah. that that's why Drake always raps about security having guns. Like, look, y'all ain't gonna catch me no goddamn Rico case. But just yeah. so you know, my niggas is like strapped. Like, I got the money to make sure that I'm safe. 
Yeah, I think so there's no like, way Drake's not a billionaire. There's no way. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying is that, like, you got all this going on and you talking about this? And I just feel like, okay, this is going to be biased. I just feel like this is 21 Savage's influence. Like, who told you to say this? Like, we just had, like, he's, like, not really someone to take, like, normally if someone comes for Drake, then he'll respond and taunt them. Yeah. But Drake's not really known for, like, Doing going this to going women. on the offensive, especially yeah, especially to to women, right? It feels so out of character that I'm like, who told you? And you're not about to tell me this is some super cool double entendre, like no. that has to do with like booty shots. Like even if it doesn't do with booty shots, Meg don't have booty shots. Everybody knows that that body is all natural. God bless it, bless it. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the the line ain't even that good. Like, what is it? This feels like an episode of Housewives. Like, why did you even say anything? Yeah, he one million percent just jumped in somebody else's business just because. I'm like, you're mad old for this now. Like, what's going on? Like, you're, like, fine. And you're living your best life. And you're worth literally a billion dollars. And you get to do a fucking album with, like, a... I don't know how old is twenty one Savage. Maybe he's already twenty seven, and he's got a knife tattoo on his forehead. It's a knife. Like that's the only reason why I know twenty one Savage. Because when I was a community director um, at my first professional job, we found a knife in a kid's room. So I texted the conduct, like the assistant director of conduct. It's a knife <laughs> with the twenty one Savage. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Paige. So. Like, I just, I just feel like, I don't know. I'm like, why are we being lame? Like, we don't have to do this. We were being so, we were having so much fun. Well, yeah. So this is, yeah. So you're right. I think it is his influence because this collab album is giving Drake a full blown reason to go like, you know, thug mode, you know, like Drake, every Drake's out, especially think about it. The last project Drake dropped was the one that everybody was clowning him for saying it was like gay techno music you know awesome, like, but it was fire though yeah well i mean he knew, again drake knows what he's doing he literally like dropped something that people could vogue to you know what i mean so naturally and, and then he i think he right after he was done drop right after he dropped it he said i'll be back soon i think he said like something like i'll be back in you know this year or something like letting people right. know so naturally it's like before. he had to he had to make this one like the hard one for the people that keep talking shit and he and he jumps on it with a like one of today's one of today's like confirmed gangster rappers. <laughs> so naturally, he's gonna soak some of that in and you know let his full gangster adjacent Drake shine. That's it. it. Just makes me very sad because I know I'm sure the album goes hard outside of that. Like I was fully prepared to listen to it, and this like shit I did long. listen I like to an hour song. long. Yeah, I listened to the song just before I talked about it because I felt like I'm going to critique it properly. Yeah. But I was ready. I was, like, super ready to do this. And I I just, I can't understand it. It's like, has nothing to do with you. And also, like, not only that, but it happened right after Takeoff died. Yeah. And it's like, gun violence isn't funny. Like, a lot of people who are in your particular profession are being gunned down in the streets. Like, it feels like they're being hunted at this point. And you're making gun violence jokes about a woman? Yeah. And then circling back to our last conversation, 
Nobody is canceling anything with him. Yeah. There's not a single fucking sponsor, basketball team, um, corporate like entity that is like, we stand against violence against women. Mm-hmm. It's just very frustrating. Because it's like, you're above this. You have so much other things going on. Like, honestly, true story. I listen to Drake album more than I listen to Beyonce's. I was at that house party this weekend and like they put on a Beyonce song and everyone knew the words and it was like very like bogey. So it was like, boom, shake a pop, 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 pop. And it honestly felt like they were like saying a, like a fucking a spell or something. Boom, cap, cap. It was like a dance class. And everybody knew the song and I was like, what song is this? They were like, this is from Beyonce's album. So like I outed myself because I promise you I spent so much time listening to Honestly Nevermind that I didn't have time. Beyonce's album so for this man to betray me like this I'm just I'm incensed yeah this is definitely like I think it's used a lot more often in like comedy but like this is definitely like punching down yes you know what I mean like it like Drake is a global phenomenon who's like leaps and bounds above anybody he could even like talk shit about right and especially like somebody who didn't even send no type of smoke his way right so to just to just kind of jump out the window and be like oh yeah by the way fuck meg it's like oh okay i feel like that meme like i woke up that morning and the tv said and it said fuck 50 fuck this what the fuck this person what the fuck 50 do (laughs) that's what i feel like wait what the fuck did meg do to you like meg the stallion is an amazing artist in her own lane but like pound for pound she is not drake She's not anywhere close to Drake. I'm sure she can get there, but she's not right now. Like, just purely off of, like, she just got started in the game. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's got her own shit going on. She's doing great. She literally just announced she was taking a break. She got fucking robbed. And now, like, the biggest artist in the world is, like, making fun of her being shot. Yes, yeah, a little wild. You don't think that's going to impact her? Like, and, he and then would, I saw. And he gained nothing from it. Right. And then he, I saw, like, a meme that was, like, Pusha T talked about Meg's baby. I mean, not Meg. Um, Drake's baby, his mama, like his life, all these things. He got nothing to say back to him, right? And and I was on Drake's side with Pusha T beef. I was out. Okay, I wasn't like out in the streets, but if people ask my opinion, I was definitely making some arguments about why it made sense for people not to know about Adonis. I was like, it's for his safety. He just yeah. didn't want nothing to happen to his kid. He's very famous. I wouldn't want people to know about my child either. Honestly, I'd be very pissed with Pusha T. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It just it just feels creepy. Feels wrong. On top of the fact that Meg is a young black woman, but she's a young black woman who also was assaulted. And whether or not like you have a side in that, you could just keep that to yourself because nothing's been proven in court. And the trial hasn't started. So y'all just talking a lot of shit. I mean, she could have died. Because it's not like niggas aren't getting shot and dying in the street. Right. Not to mention the police came to that event, which means that she could have also died. Like, yep. that was a very two, dangerous two situation. Threats. Right. Like, she was never safe in that situation. And I just don't understand, like, why someone like Drake feels like that's funny. Yeah. And then he also took a shot at Serena's husband. And it's like, yeah, bro, that you, was... <laughs> like, are you mad? The thing is that Serena's been married for a while now. And like, yeah, they dated. But like, 
like I said, she's been married for a while. So you're like waiting to her fifth anniversary to be like, I'm mad. But then I remember he did this. He's done this before. Remember when um he had to like give Rihanna like an award? This was like um maybe like 2015, 2016. Rihanna, this is when Rihanna was still making music. Mm-hmm. And she won some kind of award and like Drake was like presenting it to her. And he went like, Oh, the Rihanna, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I love her, blah, 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 blah. And you could just tell she was, like, not feeling it. Yeah, he was, he, he took it, like, he, he took the he moment took to far. gush. Yeah. To, like, yeah. It was weird. He and made I'm it like, something that it didn't need to be. And I thought we learned from this. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. Drake, I mean, I'm not going to call him emotional because we're all creatures of emotion, but it's like Drake is somebody who has no problem using his platform to get his 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 shit off because it's like it's like it's like when he was on songs just like gushing over nikki you know he'd be like oh like um like i, t- I love Nicki minaj i told her i'd admit it oh, oh, one day we get married just to say we fucking did it you know and all that st- oh, type yes. of stuff or, you know they, well, she that- definitely had a man then too i would honestly I don't know how safari wasn't out there fighting drake because that was when drake was still that was before he got buffed not to mention, I, I made a post about this. I mean, I don't know if we talked about this on the pod before, but never forget that Drake, Wayne, and Nicki made a song about whether oh, or not... Oh, fucking had, each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Nikki, oh, yeah. There was definitely... It was just weird. It was they like... They were definitely tripod, and they was definitely doing the Eiffel Tower. And it was just like... I get it if this is just like an inside joke for y'all little team, but it's like, now we're, you just invited all of us into it. <laughs> <laughs> None of us are entertained. It's like when you take the work husband thing a little too far. Literally. Like, so yeah, you so Drake. That nigga? <laughs> so Drake has a history of that. So first he's like obsessed with Nikki and he's talking about it on songs. Then he's obsessed with Rihanna and like making it very clear with his actions. And just any and anytime he got anytime Drake got something emotional to say, he just bought to he drags it. I don't know. I don't like this behavior. I hope his mother has some words for him. And we can, like, dead this kind of shit. Because, Drake, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Stop being weird. Drake's in his... Like this. He's in his devil emoji phase with this album. Like, I'm... Oh. Yeah, but then, like, like, talk about smashing bitches. Like, that's what I want to hear. Like, talk about yeah. how big your dick is then. Like, say you're gonna hit us in the face, like, with it or something. Like, you can talk about that. But, like, Drake this... Drake said, this, this is my anti-hero <laughs> album. <laughs> this is his villain era? Like, we're in Drake's villain era? Yeah. He's channeling his Joker energy. Well, it sucks. Try again. <laughs> Do something else. Um, I don't know how do we how do we tie this up with a lesson? I don't even. Don't. That's a lesson. <laughs> don't be Drake. Don't be weird. Don't punch down. Yeah. If don't... someone's over there having a problem, that's not your business. Don't put it in a fucking song and then release it and call them out on it. Like it's weird. You're weird. It's weird. Yeah, if you're there, we go. If if you're just massively successful in a way in a lane that no one else can touch, if they wanted to, you have absolutely no reason to just start shitting on people who are several tax brackets below you, who are literally just trying to make their way. So yeah, chill out with that. Okay. 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 What's the next, sir? All right. Let me take a <clears throat> swig for this one. It's like some drink ASMR. 
All right, that was us, me and Jay. We're not sponsored, but cut the check. <coughs> um, I also want to make that very clear, real quick. I might, I don't know if I said it before, but when I finally blow, uh, I and I, I get to a point where I get sponsorships. I don't want anything. I want everything bottom shelf. I want to make this very clear. <coughs> if you're, if anybody that works for Old English, Colt Forty Five, Steel Reserve. Ian J, Paul Masson, anything These like are individual that. sponsorships. This is just for Gary slash G Willikers. This is not yeah. for Wise and Witch. Those, those are the companies I'm trying to have sponsor me. I want the I want the bottom shelf liquor and beer and the malt liquor industry on lock. I want holler at your boy. I don't want nothing. I don't want nothing. I don't want Grey Goose. I don't want Belvedere. I don't want I nothing. That, I hate this. I want. I only want the shit that I can afford. Even when I'm broke, to sponsor me, because that's how you know I don't forget where I came from. So look, if any, look, follow, keep an eye on me if y'all work for any of them companies. I'm G Willikers. I'm doing pretty okay right now. I'm a few notches away from being sponsor worthy, but look, holler at me. All right, Miller High Life. Ooh, yes, absolutely. Gary, Pat Thank Blue you for Ribbon. The- Ew, none of those. I'm sorry. Um, as the spokesperson for Wise and Moisturize, um, I can only say that, unfortunately, as a brand, we would have to maybe rethink some of this sponsorships just because we want to make sure we're staying on brand, on target. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, when I'm on the podcast, I'm Gary. Mm. You, you got you to gotta listen. <laughs> I said, you got li- to gotta listen, Paige. Hey, you gotta listen. For G Willikers, <laughs> I want those brands. For Gary, on of of Unhife of Wise Moisturized, <laughs> Unhife, <laughs> we can we can we can you know we can get more um, higher brow with that. But you're so funny. I just want to make I that very that clear you. again. If anyone's listening from any of those brands. Or if your your cousin's baby mom or something like that has a connect, shoot them my way. Uh, I will gladly, gladly rep the product. Heard. But anywho, the next topic is something that I know that everyone else sees because I see it and I'm pretty active on social media and we are in an age where everyone's active on social media. And it kind of goes into... It's, it's you know it's kind of another chapter of what last time uh on the last pod we talked about Kanye and his supporters and you know him losing his sponsorships and deals and stuff like that um i want to talk about just this overall concept of performative justice that we see from corporations and you know different franchises and conglomerates when it comes to uh taking a stand or having an opinion whenever somebody that they previously endorsed does something that uh gets public outrage so to set the scene, um, I'm sure a lot of people have been seeing this as well. The latest uh, person that is uh, getting um, punished for their actions is Kyrie Irving of the NBA. Um, Kyrie Irving, uh, his his crime was posting um, a link on his, uh, I believe it was on his Twitter or one of his social media platforms. He posted a link to a documentary uh that i think i think the main subject of the documentary was how essentially about i think he's kind of like a black israelite kind of like how 
speaking on kind of how like black people are the are the original god's people or whatever that that is the perspective of the documentary but due to some of the uh i guess the language or terminology or just ideas presented in the uh documentary uh people are perceiving it to be anti-semitic and Kyrie just posted it he just shared it on his platform and he faced a lot of backlash um and, and because people didn't like it and Kyrie even like made it very clear like hey I don't agree with everything and that's in this video. Um, I just shared it because it's, you know, I, I, you know, I consider myself, you know, a, a proud black man. And I think of all the stuff that we've gone through. So I just think it's another point of view that I'd like to have that, you know, I just I was watching. So I shared it for other people to see. He didn't produce it. He didn't promote it. He didn't do anything. He literally just shared it. And as a result, like all hell broke loose on him and his like NBA career. He um he got like suspended from some games. Um he uh i think the he's on the nets is it yeah i, don't watch basketball. I, think, I think he's on the nets the Nets sent him like this whole <laughs> manifesto of things that he would have to do in order to like stay on the team and they just like dragged it um they went ham on him and he didn't yeah. even like he didn't even kanye he didn't even like go crazy he literally never said a hateful word had no hate in his heart he even like went a step further to say about what his actual views are and like you know and they just went crazy on him. And I take issue with that. Uh, one, uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll dress from two angles. Um, I take issue with it on one side because um, he, I think, I definitely think context matters with things like this. I definitely think when it comes to like, um, People sharing their opinion and you know and making statements. I think context and how how word choices used really matters, especially when it comes to issues of different cultures and religion and things like that. Because you know we're, we are all human, we are all participating in this world. So you know, let's not let's not start creating a world where we all can't have our own views. Like we are, we're allowed to have our own religious views. We're allowed to have our own thoughts and theories about how the world works. And this, and the moment that we just, and the moment that we take that dialogue away or don't allow people to present different points of view, I think that becomes an issue. And I think that um, what they're doing to Kyrie Irving is setting a precedent of. Um, I think they're making an example out of him for absolutely no reason. Um, I don't think anything that they're doing to him was necessary. I think the second that he made his stances clear, because it's not like anything about Kyrie has ever been at. It's not like he, you know, like with Kanye. He had a history of making hateful statements. He had a history of saying things that like lead us to believe like, okay, maybe this guy's viewpoints on this topic are kind of iffy. And now let's kind of watch him with a side eye. But Kyrie Irving didn't literally didn't even say anything. He shared a documentary that presented a differing point of view that he didn't even make. So I just think that they're I like I don't even know if this one would fall under freedom of speech. It's just like he put something out there and then that he even admitted he didn't co-sign fully um and like why are we like that's like saying if something's your favorite movie or like oh hey i, I watched this movie recently that's like saying that's like assuming that you agree with 100 percent of the things that are in that movie and like that and that and like in punishing you as a result of it if anything in that movie is negative negative. and i don't know i just think i just think it's really i don't know i think it it makes it really shines a light on how we treat people that are celebrities um and people that have a platform and like it's kind of like making them something that isn't human 
Uh, like, of course, anybody who's that big has a platform and they can, you know, influence people. But I don't think that anything about what he did warranted all of this kind of stuff. So that's my first point. What are your thoughts before I move on to my second one, Paige? Honestly, I think this is probably going to be one of the first times. I don't necessarily agree. Okay. I feel like people who have a bigger platform do have a greater responsibility with more access, with more power. It's kind of like the same thing with what we just said with Drake. Like, I think Kyrie Irving has a lot of interesting opinions. I remember he's also an Mm anti-vaxxer. And was he a flat earther at one point? If he's a flat earther, I didn't know. I, I knew he was anti-vax. I knew he got in all that trouble for not wanting to get vaxxed. I don't want to spread misinformation, so yeah. I'm not certain. But I thought that was true, but maybe it's not. So it'll just function as if it is not. Um, but yeah, so I do think that Kyrie Irving, like Drake, like a lot of these black, prominent black men, even not even from like, a, if I were to remove like the Jewish aspect and like all the other white people as like a black person, <clears throat> I don't think Kyrie Irving is always the best at explaining what he feels or being or is responsible for the way that he speaks. I don't mm. have a problem if you have an alternative opinion, <clears throat> excuse me, or a way of life. But I feel like you have to be mindful about how you share things because there are people who will follow you blindly. And if you do not agree with all the things in that documentary, or my thing is like, let me not even say that. That's not even true. I think you should be allowed to share things, period. But if you share things, it's like if people accidentally share something and it ends up being racist, or you accidentally like something and you don't realize there's like a dog whistle in it, or it's problematic for some people. Some people might may want to come to you and say, like, oh, hey, Paige, like, what you posted was offensive to me, blah, 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 blah. I can either hear what they're saying and um, I can even hear what they're saying and adjust. Or I can be like, well, I, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, but, like, this is how I feel. And mm-hmm. then now they have to work with that new information. Right. If he wasn't prepared to potentially have to deal with the consequences, just thinking about the climate. Because, again, like... I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but it's clear in our reality that if you say certain things about particular groups of people, there are big consequences, Mm -hmm. which is even the reason why I'm talking like the way I am currently, because I don't want to say anything wrong per se. Um, But with that being said, like, is, is it fair? No. Do I agree with it? No. But is it the reality of the situation? Yes. So I do think if you have a big enough platform and you post something, you do necessarily, you do unfortunately have to be at least semi-responsible or you do need to think about the impact of what you're saying because your platform is so large. That's the difference between the guy in his basement and Kyrie Irving is because people are actually looking to Kyrie Irving. Now, I don't think it's fair that we ask people who are basketball stars to also be our, like, they're always asking LeBron James what he thinks about political situations. Why are we asking him that? Right. He's not, like, he... He has never once come out and said that he is someone who is passionate about politics or well-read about politics or has done some great study. Like, I know we talked to Shaq about business because Shaq has a PhD. He went and got his master's in business. He has owned several businesses. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he has proven a track record that that is an area of interest. So it makes sense to ask him about those things. Mm -hmm. But we are always going to celebrities for, like, their opinion on things that I don't give a fuck about because it's like asking your auntie. Are you qualified to have an right, opinion? Like these people are qualified. Everybody have an opinion, but are you qualified in such a way where your opinion should hold weight? 
Exactly. So that's what I'm saying is that like, I'm not saying that any of the, and I also don't believe that the way that Kyrie Irving is being punished is fair because if this documentary is so detrimental, why are you not going after the platform that's hosting it, which is Amazon? Like you can, fine, you want to punish him, cool, but keep that same energy for the person who's even making it available because Kyrie Irving didn't fund it. So had it not been on Amazon, he would have never been able to find it and he would have never been able to share it. Mm-hmm. so I think that that's the thing is like, I do think to a certain degree you have to be responsible for what you post but I don't believe that the way that these events are playing out is fair or even begins to like touch on the reality of the situation yeah I would definitely meet you there um, and I, I definitely think it's a pro- yeah so yes what, what's happening to him is definitely a product of the times like I think this falling right in line what was already happening with Kanye work, definitely worked to his detriment like I think, I think if there was no, if there, if there wasn't any tension in the air, and this, and this happened on its own, I don't think it would have gone the same way. But yeah, so that's my first perspective. I just like one. I just think that they're definitely dragging it because of. I think they're making an example out of him just because because of the current climate. And I think there's an element of like, see what we're doing to him, so nobody else steps out of line to this. Some people. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of theories online, and I'm not going to go too hard into that. But a lot of people are calling it buck breaking, you know, essentially like taking the you know beating up the strongest slave and you know breaking them down and making them cry in front of everybody else, so nobody else gets any ideas about like trying to run from the plantation type shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not in. I'm not. I'm not that dude. I'm not going to call it all that. But you know, if y'all, if y'all, or if this, if if you have, if you're somebody who's listening who wasn't privy to all this information look into those conversations and you know i don't know form your own opinion um so but the other aspect of it that bothers me is this is the thing i initially called it performative justice um right right now companies and franchises and corporations and conglomerates are in a spot where they need to they're trying to get ahead of the controversy and curve to not ever allow themselves to lose any kind of money or face you know, these are not things that they actually cared about before these things are put in front of their face, but because they know the air is thick with all this stuff and like people, you know, emotions are high, now they choose to actually, you know, go to extremes about these kinds of things. It's like it's kind of like all those it's like those jokes that you were seeing everywhere about Kanye West. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, once everybody kept making announcements about like severing ties with Kanye, it turned into like a meme, you know, like it started being, you know, people were making funny jokes about, you know, companies that don't got shit to do with Kanye severing ties with Kanye and like, you know, oh, Marshall's TJ Maxx, a severed tie with Kanye. Um, but it's like, it's a joke, but it's like very real. It's like, it's the same with like, you know, something will happen in a company that you didn't even know has shit to do with shit will step out and be like, oh, you know, um, it'll be like fucking... Foot Locker just wants to make it very clear that we support the gay community. And it's like, Foot Locker, we never doubted you, bro. Like, what do you... Okay. Well, Foot Locker, we've always doubted you, and this does not make us doubt you. Before, right. Whatever like, whatever it is. It'll be like, Cold Stone... Done something. Like, they never, like, donate or anything. They're just like, we just want to... But like, step out of line one at a time. I, too, want to let you know I stand with the gays. Gays. Yes. Same, right? Gays. Right? Everyone here, we stand with gays. Coldstone Creamery would like to let you know that Black Lives Matter, and it's like Coldstone, <laughs> you've you've literally never tweeted anything ever. <laughs> but Did we didn't even know just for this. Coldstone, we didn't know you had a Twitter. <laughs> so, but you decided just to 
Oh, oh, it's February. Okay, we we get it. All right, Coldstone. Checkmate. <laughs> All right. Or they're like, did you know that ice cream was actually made by right. Negroes? Like, um, thank you, Goldstone. Yeah, so it's like this whole thing of performative support and performative justice. It's like y'all don't actually like, you know, you're not having, you're not having, none. I bet none of these companies actually have like diversity meetings or, you know, sensitivity training or anything like that to actually make these things proactive lessons or education or anything like that. But again, well, they the, do for like the entry level workers, but none of the people who are actually making decisions. Because you again, like who, like again, if this is how hard you want to come, fine. I don't have a problem with that. If that's how the NBA feels, and you're ten toes down, then that's cool. Is Amazon one of your sponsors? Right. What are you going to do to break up with Amazon or hold Amazon responsible? You're not. Because you're actually, because that's the thing, like, you actually don't care about this. This is just a hot button item. Like, so you're just going to, like, it's like, I think it's when, um, somehow, like, oh, when, uh, Colin Kaepernick was being, like, persecuted in the NFL, so the NBA just had, like, the basketball players warming up in, like, Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. t-shirts, and then they all got, like, NBA jerseys that just had, like, justice. Mm-hmm. Leadership. Like, on the back of their jerseys. Right. And it was, like, you could, Guys, what are you doing over here? You guys are being weird. Right. Yeah. And, like, yeah, the NFL is a a great example of that because think about all the, you know, very well-known, respected athletes that have had controversies over the years. Um, You know, for for various different things. Some it was, like, sexual assault, you know, dog fighting. Um, Somebody mentioned that, you know, Brett, Brett Favre just had that whole thing where he was, like, stealing money from poor people. Not like he was stealing millions of dollars from the poorest state in the country, like yeah. Alabama, to build stadiums at right. colleges for his dumb kid. Ooh. <laughs> because you don't have to build a stadium if your kid can just get into the school. It's not that hard. If they're white and they're rich and they have the SAT scores and the minimum GPA, they're getting in. So if you have to buy a stadium, what, like, did, did your kid even go to school? Do they have a high school diploma? Like, how low do the grades have to be? These are the questions. I'm just thinking about it. Like, if you have that much money, you're building them a stadium. How much could tuition be? Like, isn't it just cheaper to just pay the tuition? <laughs> I didn't know all these details about it, so you're you're enlightening me here. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I have to imagine. Like, does the I'm just wondering. Does like the does the stadium offset her tuition? Like, does she not pay tuition because they, he gave them a stadium? But then again, like. Think about what, even at your most expensive college right now, maybe four years of school is like $300,000. I'm sure that stadium has to be like millions of dollars. So it's like, she's only going to school for four years, right? Like, how long did you think this bitch was going to take? Like, how is this? Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Why did you have to give such a large gift to the school to take this child? Like, what's wrong with your child? Are they like, what's, what's the, what's the tea? Yeah. Like, cause it, there's just, I'm trying to figure out the return on investment <laughs> and it seems like poor. If, if you have to pay the cost of one stadium to get your child a four year bachelor's degree, this isn't even like a PhD. <laughs> this Thank is you, terrible. I'm sorry. Sorry. The larger, the larger, <laughs> the larger sorry. conversation is these Federations and leagues cherry pick which issues 
they want to do like you know they want to take it to the max on you know um you've had lots of and you've had lots of uh professional athletes over the years that have had lots of different crimes accusations courts of public opinion and they and there was never really any consistency across the board about what happened to those athletes um each each time kind of went differently I'm not even here to say which ones were right and which ones are wrong, but it's just like the point is it's just not consistent. Um, and that's what I mean by performative justice. It's like y'all don't point blank period. Y'all don't like they don't really give a fuck. They just want to get ahead of it so that nobody can like claim they didn't do something about it. And I I just don't. And, you know, I can't do anything about it. Like me bitching about it on this podcast isn't going to change shit because we're talking about, you know, you know, entire you know, billion trillion dollar companies all in all that are going to be here long after we are. Um, but it's just like, I just, it's so blatant, you know, and it's so phony. Like every time I open up social media, I see the, I see the phoniness and like, and I just, it just, it just itches my soul. And, uh, I gotta, I gotta speak on it. Hmm. I actually have a bonus topic. Okay. I want to talk about Twitter. Okay. Bro, have you been seeing Twitter? No. Oh. Not really. I'm about to blow your mind. I only, I, uh, you got to understand that on my phone, um, I only have my nasty Twitter. So when I open oh, so it up, it, yeah, I it is just, it's saying. just porn. It's just yeah. my, like, I don't even, like, don't get me wrong, I have a main Twitter, but I haven't used it in years. Um, so literally, if I, if I were to pick up my phone right now, Hold it up and hit the hit that little blue bird. You would just see nothing but. Hmm. I tell you what. But yeah, so I, I've seen Twitter when I was uh feeling pretty eyebrow wiggle, but um, right, right. but I don't know what's happening on there because all I Understood. see is yeah, yes, the nasty. Yeah. Um. So Elon Musk has been making a lot of really dumb decisions besides just firing everyone, but he went live with this subscription blue check. Mm-hmm. So you pay $8 a month and you can verify yourself. Now, I guess he didn't think about the ramifications of this because verified accounts now also can't change their names. So people have been verifying themselves as President George Bush. So that's what comes <laughs> up. Like the at name is obviously different, but like, so I just wanted to read you some of the tweets that were coming out because I want you to understand that like Elon Musk is so fucking dumb. So apparently George, uh, at George W. Bush, which is verified, and the at name is at George W. Bush's with an S. So it's like one of those scam accounts like where you would just miss it by one letter. Mm-hmm. He tweeted, I miss killing Iraqis. Oh. Y'all are missing the point about the $8. It's a small price to pay to make this act completely unusable. And I'm assuming he is going to quickly learn we can get refunds from the credit cards we use if he suspends us prior to a month. Um, so that's like one of the other tweets. And it's a, it was three tweets. Then he tweets again. Is what I would say if I was someone other than the greatest president America has ever known. All in all, what I'm saying is Elon Musk is a fucking asshole. And he really didn't think this verification thing through. Because now, the verification essentially means nothing. Excuse me. Since you can buy it. So there's no way to differentiate. But apparently he's like going to put a verification under the verification. That lets you know this is like the official, official page. Which... 
If you have to put two verifications, then your verification system sucks. Period. It defeats the entire purpose. Exactly. You're still, you still about to out people for being not the not the real deal. So what, ver, being verified is going to have no value. Exactly. And I can't wait for some of these big name companies that are getting fucked over by this. Start suing. I hope mm. they sue the pants off of him. Because won't shit be prestigious no more. Period. And, and in conclusion, this is why you don't stand billionaires. Just like that. Well, one of many reasons, but stop, stop. So yeah, all you Elon Musk bootlickers, get his um, get his Timber. No, he don't got Timberlands. What's, what's the what's the cheap white person boot? I don't even know. I don't even know. He probably wear like Keds or something. Clark. I feel like a Clark. It could be a Clark. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Long and short, if you're a Muskie, chill out. That nigga's <laughs> trash. You're probably trash, which is why you're a Muskie. Overall, mm. that's all I got to say on that. I think it's time to wrap up this episode. Yes, indeed. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Um, as always, please join the conversation on on uh, on Instagram where we mm-hmm. where we post and where we're the most active. Um, stay tuned for future episodes because we definitely got some special things coming for you. Um, Especially because we're coming up on our one year, we can't we can't emphasize that enough. We've been at this sure shit can. for we've been at this shit for a minute now. You know, we're still we're getting better and better every episode, and we appreciate everybody who is uh, our loyal listeners and telling us about things that they really uh, held on to from the pod. But um, otherwise, y'all be good. Nah, don't be good. Be great. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs>